ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at vab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are covering chapter 6 and 7 with chapter 8 verse 1 included. And these are the seven seals that were on the first scroll. In Revelation chapter 1 we had the prologue which included a vision of Jesus Christ in his glory and splendor. He was standing among the seven candlesticks or the churches. And in his right hand were seven stars which represented the angels or messengers of those seven churches. Then in chapters 2 and 3 were seven letters which were addressed to the seven churches. And in each one the Lord said, I know what's going on. Most of them are doing some good things and some bad things. And then each of the letters has, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Then chapter 4, the apostle John, when in the spirit, was taken up into heaven, and he saw the throne of God with living creatures, like the 24 elders sitting on their thrones, and the four living creatures, like a lion, a calf, a face of a man, and a flying eagle. There was continuous worship of God the Creator. Then John noticed in chapter 5 that the one on the throne had a scroll that was sealed and there was no one worthy to open the scroll. This brought John to tears. But then one of the elders said, Don't cry because the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. John turned and looked, and behold, the lamb who was slain took the book, and everyone worshipped the lamb, and they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. This leads us to chapter 6. The lamb broke the first seal. One of the four living creatures said, Come! And a white horse with a horseman who had a bow went out overcoming so that he might overcome. And he was given a victor's crown. Verses 3 and 4 are the second seal. The second living creature said, Come! This time a red horse came, and the rider was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. Verses 5 and 6 are the third seal, and the third living creature said, Come, here a black horse came, and the rider had a scale in his hand. People heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures, which spoke of famine and oppression. With the fourth seal, found in verses 7 and 8, the fourth living creature said, Come, this time an ashen horse, whose rider was named Death, and following him was Hades. J.B. Smith said, Death never goes alone. Death had authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill, with sword and with famine and with pestilence, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Brother Jerry said in his sermons on Revelation that every time you see a fraction, you see God's grace 
because it means that it is not total destruction. Now in Zechariah chapter 1 verse 8 and then chapter 6 verses 1 through 6, there is a red, white, black, and dapper horses that are mentioned in his prophecies. So this is not strange language to the original readers. Sometimes these are called the four horses of the apocalypse. Verses 9 through 11 cover the fifth seal, and let me read those to you. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each of them a white robe, and they were told that they should rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed, even as they had been, would be completed also. Just a couple of things here. First, those who have been killed for their faith are under the altar, which is the place where blood was splashed from the sacrifice. This is found in Exodus chapter 29 verse 12. Next, it is not a question of if God will judge and avenge the wicked. It is a question of when. Third, God did not object to the question. Instead, he gave them a white robe. Fourth, there are still more who will die for their faith. And fifth, there is a completed number that God knows about. If you have been a faithful reader with me this year, you know that Christ's saving work also included judgment. For that great and terrible day of the Lord is great for those who are saved, and it is terrible for those who do not believe. Now with the sixth seal found in verses 12 through 17, the lamb opened the seal and a violent earthquake happened. The sun turned back, the moon became like blood, the stars fell, the sky separated like a scroll. Then verse 15, then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. One thing we've learned from movies of great disasters, it does not matter if you are rich or poor, powerful or weak, when disaster happens, it happens to all. It is not partial. Then the people cried out, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Brother Jerry said, Only in him can we stand before him. We now have an interlude in chapter 7. It starts, after this, there are four angels who are standing at the four corners of the earth. Keep in mind that they thought the world was flat. Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 2. Plus, these angels held back the wind. In Jeremiah chapter 49 verse 36 and Daniel chapter 7 verse 2, there are other examples of angels controlling the winds. Keep in mind that the number four is the number for the earth. Then 
Another angel who had the seal of the living God arose from the east and cried out with a loud voice to stop the angels who were empowered to destroy the earth and the sea. And he said, do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the bondservants of our God on their foreheads. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the church? Is it a building? Are not the bondservants of God a part of the church? Is not the church believers in Christ? So why did Stringfellow comment that the church is not found after chapter 4 until chapter 19? Now, if you have time, I encourage you to read Ezekiel chapter 9 verses 3 through 11. Because in Ezekiel's vision of the slaughter, the believers were marked on their foreheads to keep them safe. Verses 4 through 8 cover those who were sealed, the 144,000 from every tribe of the sons of Israel. The problem with that is which 12 tribes does it cover? Jacob had 12 sons, but since Levi did not receive land because they were responsible for the tabernacle, Joseph's two sons received land in place of Joseph to make it 12. In this list, one of the original 12, Dan, is not mentioned, and Joseph is mentioned, and only one of his sons, Manasseh, so Ephraim is not mentioned either. As we read through the Old Testament, we discussed that the list of the tribes are never the same, and then when you include Joseph's two sons, technically there are 14 tribes. Now, the number 12 is also a number of completion. So 12,000 from 12 tribes could represent Christians in completeness, the church, or maybe all those who believed before Christ came. Another thing to keep in mind is that when the northern tribes were wiped out by the Assyrians, they became known as the lost tribes. Then verse 9 begins again, after these things. Here we see a vast multitude from every people and tribe and every nation and tongue, which no one could number. And ladies, this fulfilled the covenant God made with Abraham way back in Genesis chapter 15 verses 5 and 6. These believers stood before the throne and before the Lamb, and they were dressed in white robes and palm branches, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. It seems clear to me that they are a part of the church for they worship God. Then verse 12, there is a seven-numbered praise. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The next verses explain that these people are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and they washed their robes. They took the gift given to them in the blood of the lamb. There is only one way to heaven. This verb tense means once for all action. Then it says in verse 15, for this reason, before the throne of God, they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. God will spread his tent over them. This is similar to Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 27 and 28. When one is under God's shelter, there are seven benefits. 
we will no longer hunger, nor thirst, nor scorching sun, nor the heat. The lamb will shepherd them, which is a role reversal for the lamb to become the shepherd. And he will guide to springs of living water. In John chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus declared he was the living water. And then the seventh, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. This is also found in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. Then chapter 8, verse 1 reads, When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Now, since the scroll is not completely opened until all the seals are broken, here in chapter 8, verse 1, some people believe that these are just preliminary judgments throughout history, not the great tribulation yet. The end is not yet here. Now, as we look at the next group of seven, some people interpret them as sequential, overlapping, or synonymous. In other words, some people think that they go in order or they are happening at the same time or they are the same thing just told again in a way of showing emphasis, like repeating the same word. The word used for that is re recapitulation, which is where each of the visions of John covers the same ground, but from a different perspective. Each vision ends with the ultimate end. One thing I do know is that I have tried to draw out the destruction with the fractions, etc., and it doesn't work mathematically. So I lean either in the overlapping or the synonymous view of interpretation. But the question is, what do you think? So ladies, one thing that is clear in these two chapters is they are very similar to what we have heard in the Old Testament. The day of the Lord is coming. For those who believe in Jesus, it will be a great day. And for those who do not, it will be a terrible day. Have you heard his voice today? If yes, please don't harden your heart. Instead, let us proclaim his praises in worship and walk in obedience until he comes again. Until next time, and thanks so very much for listening.